Welcome back to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James, the most charming host you have and ever will meet. And beside me, the woman who charmed me... Emily. (laughs) How's your day going? Uh, Fine. You've got a big day to Tuesday. Tuesday. This is Sunday. We record on Sundays and release episodes the following Friday. So today's Sunday, and Tuesday... You have a what? Driver's test. Like the actual driving <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a driver's license in 12 years. 12 or 11 years. I think we yeah. determined it. Something like that. Um, are you excited? I'm scared. You're scared? Say you pass it with flying colors. Hell, you even do the parallel parking just fine. <laughs> and you get a license. How will you feel about that? I'd feel good. Do you think your just disposition in general will change to know that you've got that little card, you've got that little piece of mobility now? Yes and no. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Well, because you don't have a vehicle. Yeah. But you can drive if need be. Yeah. Like if something happens to me, you can drive legally. So I imagine that feels pretty good. It does. Nice. Um, Well... Welcome to the show, well, and welcome back, viewers. And if this is your first time, welcome. I am now on the other side of 100 episodes. Yep. This is episode 101. So if, if you're new, which I did over the past week, gather some new subscribers to the show. So first of all, welcome. Thank you for watching and or listening. I'm very glad to have you. Um... So I should probably give a little quick rundown of how this show goes. Yeah. There's really no format. There's really no structure to this thing. My original idea for the show was to just make it like a sort of a hangout with with me and the audience and guests and co-hosts if I have them. But there were, especially at the beginning, a lot of solo episodes. And so, yeah, the whole intent was just sort of a vague sort of just you and me hanging out and just keeping each other company. And this was before pandemic times. So once again, I find this all the time. I was ahead of the curve. I knew where you were going. I'm always ahead of the curve. I I can't help it. People think, you know, I'm not like some super analyst or anything. I'm a fucking actor. I've got a goddamn degree in theater. I just, I'm naturally this way, ahead of the curve all the time. You know, like Ian Malcolm it sucks to be right all the time. Oh, jeez, please. Ian Malcolm, if you're not familiar, is uh, my favorite character in the Jurassic Park series. And actually, recently, like just two or three days ago, started reading the first Jurassic Park book for the first time. And I am loving it. And then so last night, Emily and I watched Jurassic Park because I was like, what am I going to do episode 101 about? Fuck it, let's do Jurassic Park. And so we prepared to do, you know, cover Jurassic Park. But then earlier this morning, I kind of stumbled across a weird fucking story on Twitter and decided, you know, I think I want to cover this story on 101 and then I'll cover Jurassic Park in the bonus episode. So if you're new, I do bonus episodes. They're sort of new. I think uh, the one that comes out after this episode, the forthcoming uh, bonus episode will be number nine. So it's kind of new, but I put a new uh, bonus episode out once a week. So that's like four episodes a month, depending on the month. Um, And you can access those at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, subscriptions there start at $5 a month. That's only five bucks for an entire month with uh, about four new episodes within that month. And you'll get access to all the other bonus episodes and whatever other random content I load on there. And if you want to subscribe to higher tier, um, tiers, (laughs) 
I can give you a shout out like in the episode description, like in the video descriptions on YouTube. Um, in another higher tier, I can give you a verbal shout out on the show at the end of the show. Um, and then even the higher than that, I think I've got a thing where it's like I will send, you know, I'll, I'll do both written and verbal shout out and I will handwrite and snail mail to you a personally handwritten thank you note thanking you for your support. So, yeah. I'm not going to tell you where my brain went. Like, tell what me, was in that. Tell me where your brain went. Dick pic? Am no, I going to take... I was saying a butthole pic. Like, but... just a classy butthole pic. You know? Like a cat. <laughs> I, I could do... I could do butt balls and dick from the back. You know, tuck it down. If you're new, this is a kind of an explicit show. <laughs> Not explicitly explicit, but, you know, uh, it's fun. It's it's good times <laughs> at Ridgemont High. Fast times. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, I could do that where it's on the back. I bend over. I've got my danglies dangling. And you get a shot of this chocolate starfish. Oh, no. Very um, Robert Maplethorpe. I apologize to anyone that is going to I'm sign not, up for that explicit reason. Honestly... I would send you that picture if you gave me like I don't know a million bucks probably. <laughs> a million bucks probably, is all it takes probably, to send a butthole for James. Honestly, probably less. I'd probably send one for you less. Send it Ten dollars butthole pinks. <laughs> I will shout you out of my asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, great. <laughs> I prefer if you didn't get to that level. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, handwritten thank you note. No, no nudies, all right? None of that. Um, but fuck, you threw me off. But fuck, you threw me off. New episodes, shouts out, all that stuff. You can check that, or, or new premium episodes. You can find that at patreon.com slash that thing with James. You can also find me on Twitter. Instagram and TikTok. I'm kind of new to TikTok, so I don't have a lot up on there, but my handle on all social media is at James J. Asher. Um, if, and you can also email me if you have uh, like a subject or a story you would like me to cover on the show. If you are uh, in need of some advice, I can give you advice on air and I will keep you anonymous. Or if you have any business inquiries or just want to say nice things to me, send me an email at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. And I also have a subreddit where you can feel free to post tasteful shit posts and bad memes, r slash thatthingwithjames. So that's all the business stuff. Yep. Um, welcome, newbies. Thanks for sticking. I hope you stick around. Um, yeah, good times. Let's let's fucking get into this. Yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, I was thinking maybe I'm gonna cover Jurassic Park, and so I I prepared for that. And as I mentioned as well, um, I kind of stumbled across this fucking weird story on Twitter earlier this morning. And I just kind of want to see how it goes. Yeah. I have no idea. Again, if you're new, this show's got like no structure. So hope if, if you if you really want like a structured kind of show, it won't hurt my feelings if you move on. But if you're in for an adventure, if you like going for rides, buckle in because we're going into fucking Afghanistan. It's true. So is there something going on in Afghanistan right now? There's a lot of something going on. Um, get, run me down. All right. I just woke up from like a 50-year coma, even though I'm only 33 years old. What's going on in Afghanistan right now? Taliban's taken over. Taliban? Who's the Taliban? They, well, they are uh, like they're, a terrorist uh, group. They're, they're a terrorist group. They're a terrorist group. All right. And they're also kind of, it's... It's a little complicated, right? It is right? complicated. All right. If you're explaining it to a five-year-old, what would you say is going on right now? That some people are taking over. Okay. Where? Who? Who's who's taking over what? In is Afghanistan. Someone... Okay. There's a power play going on. All right. Let me help you out here. Okay. 
for the past 20-something years, the United States and UK have been occupying Afghanistan mm-hmm. and Iraq and probably a lot of areas around there that we just probably a lot of places. don't hear about. Um, and we're pulling out. We're leaving right now. Um, a an analog is that the right word to use? Uh, yeah, and a good analog that people are using is it's like a 21st century Saigon situation. If you're familiar with a little thing called the Vietnam War, or rather the the Vietnam conflict, as the U.S. likes to call it, mm-hmm. it's just a little conflict, a little something. It's nothing big. Don't look into it. It's just yeah. a little conflict in Vietnam. And then it was a fucking mess. And the United States pulled out in, I think it's, was Saigon the capital of South Vietnam? I think so. And so we were pulling out. And hell, there's a whole fucking play about it. A musical called Miss Saigon. Haven't seen it. It was a really fucking big deal because they're like on stage. They had the statue of I'm not fucking sure who, but they like pull down this giant statue on stage. They get a full fucking helicopter on there, like the Vietnamese. This sounds wild. The Vietnam War era. Are those Hueys? The double ones? No, not the double propellers. I mean, like the ones you see in like fucking Apocalypse Now. I think so. The Vietnam. Yeah. But I do think Hueys might be the big boys. Yeah. But no, it's uh, they had like one of the one propeller helicopters, not including the propeller on the tail, the stabilizer. Yeah, that was like one of the set pieces is they get a full-size fucking helicopter on there. Now they're not flying it in because you're inside a goddamn theater. If they did, that'd be a little... Um, the, oh, the helicopter would break and, and <laughs> or stuff crash would, into the audience. Either way, it wouldn't well, be a pleasant it, experience. It, it would crash, and a lot of people would get hurt and die. No, they just like drop it down on wires from yeah. the rafters. Well, uh, I saw Miss Saigon um, at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center, I think when I was in high school, it was with my parents. And uh, they didn't have room for the statue, but they did have room for that helicopter. So there's this big scene where it's like Madame M, which is like Japan World War II, basically ripped off and placed in Vietnam setting. Yeah. Um, An American soldier falls in love with a Vietnamese woman. I'm pretty sure he knocks her up. So, you know, that old story. Um, And then then he has to... You know, he didn't pull out of her, but then he has to pull out of Vietnam with the rest of the Americans, and they go off on the helicopter, and that's a big thing. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, his love is there. She's like, no, Brad, whatever the fuck your name is, don't leave me. No. You got me pregnant, you piece of shit. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like, cool, thanks for impregnating me and leaving me with a child to take care of that I can't explain. It's like what happened a lot Mm -hmm. there. Uh, That happened a lot. Um, and then I don't even re- remember like the end and uh, do they wind up together? Does he probably like not. pay for her to come to the U S I think maybe he did He probably sent some money once, maybe sent some money. You know, I had a friend who ha- had a friend who had a, a sugar baby in Korea. Yeah. So, you know, U S um, this, this dude, uh, so I was in college with this one guy who had just gotten out of the army and he was stationed in South Korea for like the whole thing. And he had a buddy there who was sending lots and lots of money to this chick who lived there. She was probably like 18 or 19 or something. And he thought that he was uh, he thought no, he genuinely was in love with her. He was in love with the idea. But yeah. He was in love with her. He was going to save her. And she wanted his money. And that happens a lot. Juicy girl. Yeah. That's the word. She was a juicy girl. Have you heard this term before? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So juicy girl, you know, you get a dumb fucking foreigner, usually an American, to, you know, think like, yo, where, where thing. Send me some money, you know, just keep sending me some money and then I can come to America and live with you. Financial domination, essentially. Pretty much financial domination. Yeah. Juicy girls are kind of fin, fin doms. 
Um, well, anyway, helicopters, yeah, at the TPAC, Tulsa Performing Arts Center, helicopter came down on stage and fucking Brad, G.I. Joe, whatever, took off. Because that was a big thing in Saigon. It was a big fucking mess. Um, the North Vietnamese were coming into South Vietnam, I think. And they were like, you know, the Americans were finally getting run the fuck off. Because they never should have been there in the first place. Yep. The Vietnamese were fighting for their own independence and uh, self-determination. Again, if you're new to this show, we're a little lefty. Emily's a full-on fucking pinko. I am, too. Um, well, that's kind of what's happening right now in Afghanistan is uh, UK military and United States military are finally pulling out of Afghanistan two decades too fucking late. And it's a big mess. And Taliban is coming in. And yes, Taliban is an extremist group who's also sort of like a sort of like a governmental kind of a thing. So they're like a, a militia government sort of a thing. I should preface, I, I, I hinted at it earlier. I studied theater. I'm a fucking actor. So I don't know as much about all of this stuff as I would like to. So if I say something that is like, uh, wrong or get some details wrong, please don't don't string me up by my toenails. You know, I'm trying as best I can, and everything I say here is just to the best of my personal knowledge. You can correct. You just be kind. Yeah, correct and but be kind. You know, don't be a dick just because you're anonymous. All yeah. right. Um, but yeah, we're pulling out of Afghanistan right now, and it's a bit of a mess. And, you know, the United States is like, well, Taliban's going to take over. Okay, well, first off, let's figure out who the fuck are the Taliban. To do that, we need to go back in time to the, like, 1970s. So there's been some stuff that uh, America's done around the world since, like, World War II. It's kind of, uh, honestly, it's conspiracies, but it's not conspiracy theories because they're well-documented and, yeah. and verified things. Um, most pointedly, this little company in the U.S., this little agency called the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, um, they're supposed to deal with um, foreign affairs. Uh, related to the United States of America's national interests, which are very fucking blatantly um, private interests. <laughs> America's national interests are explicitly private interests. That is, interests of capital. Big companies, lots of oil. The guy who basically started the CIA, uh, Alan Dulles, was a, well, he was a Wall Street guy. He was a lawyer, but Wall Street. He and his brother, Wall Street, CIA, um, uh, the original boys, uh, and it was a boys club and still is, all Wall Street, Wall Street, Wall Street, all the way down. You know how the universe is just turtles all the way down? Mm -hmm. CIA is Wall Street all the way down. And it has been since its inception. Uh, so it has always been exclusively um, a, a in, in terms, in my eyes, a, a in terms of like hum, human rights, a uh, criminal enterprise that has, again, since like its inception... Um, done illegal things in the world. Very morally questionable. It's not morally questionable. It's morally bankrupt. Oh, yeah. It's fucking corrupt, uh, evil fucking things around the world. Um, often, these things are called coups. Coup d'etat. That is, finding out about some other country, often in the, uh, the global south, 
If you spend enough time online, I'm sure you've heard that term, the global south. Um, The U.S., through the Central Intelligence Agency, has manipulated um, the the rights, the self-determination of peoples all around the globe since 40s, you know. And one of the places this happened was in Iran back in, what, the 50s? Yeah, 1953, the Iran coup d'etat. They were going from like a monarchy to more of a democratic sort of a system. And like the the dude who was going to be or was the prime minister wanted to nationalize their natural resources, most notably oil. Mm -hmm. They were going to nationalize oil. And the UK had ties, like had a whole fucking company based on uh, Iran and their oil. And the thing is, the UK, like basically what was happening was the UK was exploiting Iran to, uh, to work and extract and process this oil. And they didn't even get the money for their own oil. They didn't get to see any of the fruits of their own labor because uh, the UK just took it and then made a pretty profit off of it. Okay. So in 53, there was this move to democratize and be kind of progressive. Like it was moving to a really progressive place. Yeah. So MI6, that is um, England's CIA, their secret service, uh, started to do a coup. And they're like, hey, United States, you want to help? In United States heard about this nationalization thing and which means oh oh they're fucking commies they're a bunch of communists let's go fuck them up now the commie chasing the red scare is always just a sort of a you know a a, a carrot to dangle in front of everyone's face um because what what the real reason behind the red scare is to privatize things. It's to make money for private interests, for companies, for company owners, capital, capitalists. It's to make money for that stuff under the guise of saving the free world from the scourge of communism. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole um, because I do know stuff, but I don't know quite enough to give as good of a rundown historically as I would like to. Fortunately for you, there are a shit ton of resources out there and some great fucking podcasts about this stuff. If you want to hear a lot about CIA stuff, I highly recommend one of my favorite podcasts, uh, True Anon. Not QAnon, True Anon. Check it out. And then if you want to hear more about uh, like U.S.'s relations with like Iraq and Afghanistan and all that stuff, um, Blowback. They just started season two, which is about like Cuba and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But season one, and I'm still just like in the first few episodes, is about U.S. relations like uh, Gulf War and then how we got to where we are now, etc. Okay, so fast forward a little bit. In the late 70s in Afghanistan and in Iraq, there were some moves. People were, you know, trying to become progressive. Uh, The workers in these countries, you know, um, I don't know if they could be considered peasants or what. I don't know if that's like a bad thing for me to say, but poor people who did work and did not get to see the fruits of their labor were starting to rise up and wanted more democracy. They wanted a fucking say in how their lives were run, okay? Because they were being exploited by those who had power, all right? Um, so let's focus mainly on Afghanistan. Um, people were rising up and wanted to create sort of like a progressive kind of a thing. I think it might have even been like a socialist system. They might have wanted... I don't know for sure. This is this is where I uh, one of my gaps in sure knowledge, but they for sure wanted some sort of democracy, some sort of say in their lives. And there were, of course, people who didn't want that to happen. Those in power, you know, um, 
fucking aristocracy, you know, kings and shit like that, business owners and shit like that. They were against it. And, you know, they had their own groups called the Mujahideen. And these were basically holy warriors. These were um, religious fundamentalist groups. And it's funny how religious fundamentalists always happen to um, benefit those in power. Religious fundamentalist groups, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't threaten the status quo, okay? They don't lift up those at the bottom, you know, historically, uh, the way the pattern goes. So there was this group called the Mujahideen, which were like jihadists, holy warriors, and they were against the other a shit ton of other people who wanted democracy and some sort of like socialism, really. So um, the Afghani people who who wanted some fucking rights and say in how their lives went uh, called upon the USSR to step in and say, yo, can you fucking like protect us and make sure we don't get completely murked and try to make sure that we can get like an honest election going on here. And so USSR stepped in. Okay. When USSR did that, the USA said, no, 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 this is more spread of communism. This is Russian aggression. They're trying to take over the fucking world and take away our freedoms. And again, these are lies that the state uses of of the United States that the state uses to cover up its true intent, which is to hold power over certain places that have materials that we want materials like oil or minerals. I think Afghanistan's got a lot of like minerals and shit we need, right? Jewels. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just things that people want to exploit. Opium. Mm-hmm. Poppy fields, shit ton of poppy fields, and we're still guarding poppy fields in Afghanistan. Poppies that could later be synthesized and processed and used to make a little thing called oxycontin, which could then be pumped into the American public and, and fentanyl, which can then be pumped into the American public and turned into a uh, manufactured. Um, Addiction epidemic, an opioid epidemic. Go but ahead. also with that, it also brings about the fact that they can have more private for profit addiction centers mm-hmm. to help all of the addicts. And another thing, and this is stuff I learned, like the 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 opium sort of thing. I learned about this via Truanon was not only just like for the drug itself, but those drugs can be used for um, money to get weapons under the table, mm-hmm. you know, because CIA it, it has to keep up appearances well, yeah. and turn they have in to forms. Make it look like it's and, legit. And, yeah, look legit and turn in forms and shit like that. So what do you do? You go through back doors and hire other people, um, criminal enterprises, to um, use opium to get money and or weapons, ultimately get weapons and some money to just like fund um, groups, to give those weapons to groups, to do your bidding for you. So your hands are clean. Say you want to go fuck up the next door neighbor. You pay some third party, you know, some thug. You pay them and give them a gun or via someone else and say, hey, um, I've got a lot of money to offload. You know, if anyone could go take out my neighbor and then also bring back like their fucking jewels, I think I would be all right if whoever did that for me would take this money that I just really don't need Mm-hmm. It's kind of how um, agencies like the CIA do shit around the world. And it's part of how we do coups and, you know, fuck over other people around the world. And that's what happened with the Mujahideen, these um, holy, uh, holy warriors, these religious fundamentalists. We, the United States, the CIA, funded 
the Mujahideen gave them weapons and trained them and gave them money so that they could survive and grow their enterprise to go in and wage um, terror on the people of Afghanistan. And it eventually, like, once the USSR fell in 1989, which that's a whole other fucking thing I don't want to get into because it's a thing. Yeah. But um, once they fell out, the USSR, you know, the Russians pulled out of Afghanistan and who was left in power, but the Mujahideen. And one of the top dogs in this Mujahideen, who was basically... Like, they were a small group of just assholes to begin with until the U.S. comes in and gives them the means to do propaganda to, you know, radicalize more people to join their terrorist fucking group, okay? And we basically fostered the growth of the Mujahideen, who then became these two little things called uh, Al-Qaeda, mm-hmm. who... We're we're getting kind of close to um, the anniversary or or the memorial of uh, 9-11 when the uh, members of Al-Qaeda supposedly, um, you know, took out the World Trade Centers and then Tower Number 7, I think it was, just sort of crumbled for some reason. And they flew and, towards the Pentagon. And and, and, and these, these people that were blamed were from Saudi Arabia, and we didn't even point a finger or say peep about Saudi Arabia nope. for some reason. We just went straight to Iraq. But anyway, uh, Mujahideen became Al-Qaeda and then Taliban, the, the terrorist evil group in Afghanistan who is now taking power again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big dogs in that was this little guy named Osama bin Laden, who was the boogeyman of the early 2000s, who, uh, aside from Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden was the fucking boogeyman that the United States needed to go into the Middle East and take out and free all those poor, oppressed people mm-hmm. who are fucked even worse now because of us. Um, Osama bin Laden was from a wealthy family of, I think it was like they owned like a big construction enterprise. Like they built shit all over the world. I think he might have even studied in like England or some shit. Probably. Like he was a very wealthy, well-to-do well-educated, uh, well-educated, grew up around the world kind of a guy. And then he just was also kind of sort of a weirdo. Um, and His family is still well-to-do. Of course they are. Uh, but, yeah, he became the leader out of, out of uh, the Mujahideen, and he was 100%, 100% a creation of the United States meddling. Mujahideen, Al-Qaeda... Taliban, the United States created these things. And I know there's all sorts of interesting conspiracies revolving around 9-11. And I'm not going to say one way or another. I think it's an interesting subject. I remember seeing the towers, both of them fall when I was in junior high. I was in the seventh grade. Uh Uh-huh. Me too. And they showed on every TV and told us that we had to call our parents because we were close to an Air Force base. So we all had to to leave. So so all this has happened. U.S. created this stuff. If you didn't know already, we created these terrorist groups. And that's kind of what we've done with coups everywhere, especially in Central and South America. When the people uh, rise up and want actual democracy in their country and they tend to go toward socialism because that is closer to actual democracy self-determination that sort of a thing um uh, having a say in your own fucking life um they will lean toward socialism and so what the U.S. does, often the CIA, will go in and find some fringe extremist fascist uh, religious groups and weirdos, fund them, and use them 
as puppets, put them in power, take out the head of whoever is leading the uh, you know actual liberation movement in any given country. The U.S. will use these fringe freak fascist groups to take out the liberation movements and then take power. And so when we see places like Venezuela or Chile or anywhere, 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 we say these people, they're just so dumb. All these, these, these brown people, these Latinos, they're just so unevolved. They don't really understand anything. They're just, they're not like us because they don't have the first amendment. They're not America. They're dumb. That's a fucking lie. That is a fucking lie. And the messes that, that those countries experience, United States created. Yeah. And they make sure that you're fed, that these people deserve it because mm-hmm. they did this, you know, so that we don't feel guilt that. or understand that they are the same. The it's It's easier to swallow a pill of genocide when you are told and and brainwashed to believe that uh, those who your leaders are having killed are subhumans. Yeah. Did I did that with words come out right? Sometimes yes. my words don't come no, out they right. Did. So with all that said, I think we should take a quick pee break. Um, hopefully, hopefully this is a good, uh, decent rundown. Hopefully I didn't mess too much stuff up, um, because I just wanted to really paint the picture of this crazy fucking story that I came across on Twitter this morning. Uh, so again, quick pee break and we'll be right back in a few seconds. And we're back again. I I hope I did that story justice. I hope I got stuff as right as I could. This isn't explicitly a history or, or, or political podcast. We talk about whatever the fuck. Uh, and anyway, so that sets the stage for we're leaving Afghanistan now, mm-hmm. like right now, like over the past, I don't know, two or three days or so. And it's a mess. And the Taliban has taken over. And that's the thing the United States didn't want to happen. We wanted to eradicate the Taliban and and set up democracy and freedom in these countries. And the Taliban were always going to take over uh, had we pulled out at any time, no matter fucking what. And as a matter of fact, we probably and most definitely just made everything a bigger fucking mess with our interventions. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going on right now. And some, there's a lot of people leaving out of Kabul, big city in Afghanistan. Capital. The capital. Very pretty. But some people, one person in particular, possibly, decided to go into Kabul since everyone is leaving. Now, finally, onto this weird Twitter story I found. Um, this is via at Remy underscore down under. Um, Whoever Remy is posted a a whole thread of pictures and their own little text commentary. Um, I'll just start with the first one. This is from, uh, yes, no, this is today, the 15th. It's August 15th as we're recording at... Oh, 4.28 a.m. our time, so some time ago. They say there's currently a British guy called Lord Miles in Kabul having a wonderful time. This is the beginning of the thread. And uh, Remy posted some pictures, and these look like screenshots from 4chan. Um, There's a picture of a young, I'd say probably 20-something blonde guy who apparently is is English named Miles posting on 4chan. He's got a picture and then it says, let's see, oh, there's a lot of people here. He's in a city. Um, Just chilling in Afghanistan posted August 13th, 2021, Friday at 1900 
1931, 12 seconds. Decided to pop down to Afghanistan for a few days. Never been before, just goofing off and soaking in the sun. Seems more peaceful than London to me. Ask me anything. Okay. So then, Anonymous replies, because, you know, a lot of people like to stay anonymous on 4chan, so Anon will be the shorthand I'm using for these anonymous reply guys. Anon replies, timestamp or fuck off. Miles replies with an image with a form. I can't really make out what it is because of the resolution, but it says, uh, I have more photos. Did a little trolling at the bird market this morning. Another Anon comments, are you one of the 600 UK troops sent over to help evacuate your compatriots? I would be out by or before they are if I were you. I was originally predicting that Kabul would be surrendering within six months. I think it might be sooner than that at the pace things are progressing. Another Anon says, still no date, fuck off. Miles replies, and I'm going to use the, the R word, um, just reading what's written here. I don't endorse it. All right. So trigger warning, fair warning. There will be the R word because it's fucking 4chan. Okay. Yeah. Miles replies, dates are on the form, retard. Zoom in and read. Next image. Miles posts a picture of his British Airways American Express card with the name on it, Lord M.L. Rutledge. Okay. He, he blanked out the, the number, but he's got his name on there, Lord M.L. Rutledge, with text below it saying, If the Taliban kidnap me, the plan is simple. I'm legally, technically a lord. And then in parentheses, bought a fake certificate, wore a suit in a bank, and talked the talk. End parentheses. So it says Lord on all my bank cards. The Taliban may see that as reason enough to keep me alive, thinking it may hold some negotiation power as they think I'm important. Let's hope it won't get to that stage, though. So you, well, I was reading this to you earlier. Can mm-hmm. you kind of remind me of your commentary? Because you had some choice words to say about all this earlier. I just kept thinking. I think at this point I was, like, thinking about what an idiot this kid is. But, you know, like, one, okay, you bought fake documentation to say that you're Lord. Mm -hmm. That's under the assumption that these people are going to be reading English or give a fuck to take the time to read English. (laughs) They're taking over. They're not there to read your passport and be like, oh, well, one of the good ones. Yeah, maybe we can maybe we can hold this guy hostage and get some money off of him. Yeah, I don't think that's the real MO right now. Yeah. So he thinks it's a good idea to, you know. <laughs> also, some airlines do make it so that you have to come up with like a a name in front of yours. So mm. you can be Dr. Lord, Mrs. Ma'am, or okay. something else. So that's probably that because I have a friend that just booked a flight and they did doctor, doctor. and they're not a doctor. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and, and that image was posted. Oh, uh, there's no date or time. Okay. Next image miles again, um, Saturday, August 14th, 2021 at 800 and uh, 825. Tickets are non-refundable, therefore I either stay permanently in a grave or I leave on the 19th as planned. Just the Afghanistan grind set. Also, um, who says you're going to be buried? Like, <laughs> You're probably going to get maybe thrown into a open pit. You might get into pit. a ditch, but like, maybe not. They might just leave you. Yeah, just leave you out for the birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, just the Afghanistan grind set. So he's, he's a Sigma male, clearly. He's got the Sigma male grind set. Are you familiar with this term, grind no. set? So it's grind, like, mm-hmm. you know, grind, like, you know, hustling every day, grinding, mm-hmm. mindset. If you really want to get ahead, you got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. God, this grind kid's set, baby. Douche. All right. And then here's an image of him looking like a mid 40s motherfucker, although he's 
definitely in his mid twenties or early twenties. Um, he, he's blonde. He looks like he's sitting in a truck and he's got his hand on a mounted machine gun. Um, in, uh, some sort of arid sort of high desert, sort of a landscape here. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's just a picture of him smiling. And this guy, he just looks, uh, like he, the way he talks, he looks like the fucking way I would expect him to sound. And he sounds like the way I would expect him to sound like a chav. <clears throat> yeah, he's a, he's more, chav's like trailer trash kind of thing. This dude's not a chav. This kid is um, upper middle class family, um, probably worked at a fucking, you know, bank or something. My thought here was like, something. how the hell do you have enough money to go on vacation at that age? Well, speaking of vacations, he does touch on that here in a bit because here are some next images. Remy tweets again saying, this thread is wild, posts four more images. Let's start with the first one. Okay, let's see here. Miles, once again, Sunday. That's today that we're recording, August 15th at 421 um, a.m., just want to reiterate my confidence. The intelligence agencies show that the capital may be taken over within 30 days. However, not in a few days, I'm almost sure, parentheses. If not, this thread will get so much more interesting. Hehe, <laughs> quirky, end parentheses. All the major areas were surrounded for a month with supplies cut off and people slowly convinced to surrender. The area had just f- uh, the area that just fell had been under attack for 30 days and everyone knew it was gone already. Kabul is huge and the most defended area now with uh, 600 UK troops. I'm sure the Taliban would rather cut losses on their side, waiting a few weeks for the Westerners to leave. Furthermore, the Taliban are anti-Western, but as long as you denounce the West, aren't Jewish or atheist, and can show you're harmless, uh, a harmless tourist, you'll probably be just fine most of the time. Do you really all believe and trust Western media? Also, if I get proven wrong and die, edit in a laughing soundtrack over my posts. It'll be funny, I think. (laughs) Anon replies, um, and then quoting Miles here, Kabul is huge and the most defended area with now 600 UK troops. Is that from Operation Pitting? Are they trying to evacuate British nationals, though? Another Anon replies, Do you all really trust Western media? Personally, I put a high degree of trust into the big booba inquirer. The the have never failed to live up to their name and always go above and beyond in providing evidence for their claims. I have to assume that big booba inquirer is a poster on 4chan. I was thinking that it was just about boobs. But they go above and beyond providing evidence for their claims. They're making claims. Oh, I think it's four chance. It's four chance, and they got a stupid name, so they're probably making like predictions of shit going on around the world. Provide evidence, and then just have a fucking four chanty name called Big Booba, you, Big you Dick have, to the Moon. You have higher hopes than I have for them. Okay, and then Miles posts again. Also today, Sunday at four twenty-five. Um, Someone asked why I picked Afghanistan. To answer your question, how he affords, someone asked why I picked Afghanistan. Well, I just googled the most dangerous countries to visit and used that as a shopping list. I went to Chernobyl two years ago as my first ever holiday abroad and bribed an armed guard to be allowed to take out a gas mask I found in the abandoned hospital. I hope it's fake. Just sold, for that. Sold it on eBay for more than the trip cost. This is pre-Chernobyl TV show. Yeah. Just because of that, I feel like that's so disrespectful to go just to exploit. 
uh, to a country that's uh, in like dire fucking straits. Anywhere like that, you know? And if, one, if he was looking at the most dangerous places, why didn't he go to that island where they'll just kill you immediately? Um, that's, I'm pretty sure that's number one. Probably not much stuff to sell to fund your trip there. Well, you... As a um, tourist. You could try it if you managed to make it there and live, then maybe you could sell one of their spears or guns or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Miles. And then this was from the 14th, Saturday, posting a picture of, I don't know what, looks like a food carton of some type, posting at 7.40 a.m. My room is nice. It's hidden off the street and barricaded with several steel doors and checkpoints with guards. I've got a 32-inch fat, pH fat, TV. I've got AC, which works surprisingly well double bed, and the mattress is rock hard, but apparently that's the custom here. I kind of like it. I've got a private bathroom, and I get breakfast in the morning if I want it at no charge. They also offer takeaways, checked Uber Eats for shits and giggles and nothing. So I got some last night, very good and cheap. I do imagine the food's very good. I can guarantee the food's good. <laughs> Uh, here we've, he's posted, Miles has posted a picture of some pita bread and then some, some type of meat grilled on those, uh, kebab skewers mm -hmm. like they have, you know? Um, and this one's from today, Sunday, the 15th at, um, 2.42 AM. People say my situation is bad, but us Westerners pay five pound for a cancer-inducing fast food burger, but this whole meal cost less than one pound. You have no idea how good it tasted. Get a taste of the good life and come down to Afghanistan with me, lads. We can have a night on the town. What is this dude's damage? Why did he do this? I don't know. One, it's super disrespectful because you're traveling during a pandemic, which mm. I find infuriating mm -hmm. to begin with because... Last I checked, I, didn't, I highly doubt that they're handing out vaccines like that in Afghanistan. So you're willing to risk, in like native people, to get sick mm -hmm. for your enjoyment. Okay. Do you think this guy's a virgin? No, unfortunately, I feel like someone, some poor girl, and I want to write her and be like, "You are better than your worst mistake." I think I think he's not a virgin only because he's paid for sex. Oh, he definitely has paid for it. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and gets some of the uh, the the young ones in Bangkok. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. He's either. got he's got that vibe of those dudes who go to Va Bangkok to um what are the sex tourists? Mm -hmm. They're called sex tourists. Yeah, he's got real sex tourist vibes to me. Um. But other than that, you know, he's he's got a story to tell. He's going to come back and tell the lads, and they're going to be set for life. They're never going to have to deal with their homes getting fucking bombed out or any shit like that. He's just a mad lad. He's a shithead. <laughs> okay. Next image. Um, anonymous posts. I guess I'm guessing this is uh, something Miles said. Degree in physics and an investment banking job. Oh, He's an investment banker. That makes so much sense. Just no morals. No morals. Just gain and grind and, you know, American psycho type grind set. Um, so Anon is quoting that person. Degree in physics and an investment banking job. You're not retarded. You're a midwit. <laughs> I'm guessing that's only half, yeah. half dumb. Another Anon posts uh, a meme saying, I came, and then said, this is borderline Sigma. Oh, see, the dude's a Sigma. He's a Sigma male. He could be an alpha, but he's so fucking alpha, he doesn't even need to do that because he's a Sigma. Hold up. Oh, gross. Sigma. Sigma nuts. Oh, you're so nasty. <laughs> okay. Goes to Afghanistan right when the Taliban is taking over. Openly walks the streets and has no care in the world. 
is hanging out in a city that is about to become the 21st century equivalent of Saigon, posts his picture and his entire name on 4chan, a site notorious for punishing those that breached the enforced anonymity, gives zero fucks about caution or advice contrary to his own plans. Miles, you are a fucking mad lad and I really wish you all the best. I hope I see you on the news. It will be about how you managed a daring escape from the clutches of the Taliban. If you die, you will die a legend. But if you live, you will return to civilization as a hero. God, 4chan's great. I love it. These are good-brained people. You know, most definitely no brain worms. Mm-hmm. Um, Remy makes another tweet saying, Miles might just survive. And it seems Miles has posted, uh, this is a screen cap, Miles posted on Twitter, Miles Levesconte Rutledge, saying, Country in anarchy. Saw a few dead in a car crash. Military is fleeing and only a few brave stay. Embassy is closed, so I walked to the airport and am safe. We'll find British representatives and get a flight out. And then a little airplane emoji. It's cute. Uh, Remy tweets again, saying, Holy shit, he's making it. And here's a screen cap from 4chan again. Uh, This one. Miles, Sunday, August 15th at 1941. Uh, There's a picture of him wearing a headscarf, a scarf similar to the one I'm wearing right now. I forget what these are called. There's a certain type of name for this scarf. My dad got me this. I love it. Do you know the name? Is it Kaftan? Kafta? Kafka? No, not Kafka. It's a... It's not a Kafka. I think it's a Kafka scarf. Um, got into my hotel, heading to embassy, covered myself in a burqa so they couldn't tell I was a white guy. Embassy closed, so I walked almost an hour to the airport. I took off the burqa halfway and am wearing a headscarf, trying to find the British ambassadors. I'm safe at the airport, however. Short response for now, only essential talk. We'll update with time. Jesus has saved me, I hope. I will either die a man or leave with giant balls. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> Can you imagine some random fucking, you know, square, clean cut, blonde jerk? Yeah. In what, early 70s, I think it was, um, flying to Saigon. In the middle of the pullout to go like, yeah, I'm just I'm going to go to Saigon. I'm going to get some shit. I'm you know I'm probably going to fucking make profit, make bank off of this shit. You know, places are going to be bombed out. I might just raid a few shit. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I'm going to come back like a fucking boss. Sigma grind set. Uh, Remy tweets once more. A dark turn. Some more screenshots from 4chan. It's Miles, Sunday the 15th at 2000. We can't find someone at the airport that knows what's going on or how to get out. There are no representatives here, I think. One said there's no more flights, too. I will have to wage guerrilla warfare across the Taliban until I reach another country? Question mark. And he spelled guerrilla like the, the ape. Gorilla, not gorilla. Um, and then some more next image. Miles at 2000 today. How about you manage yourself some bitches? Aha, I'm joking. You do good work. Anon replies, good luck, lad. Another Anon. What does your family think about all this? Another Anon. 4CC, I'm guessing that's 4chan, just got dunked on by a guy fleeing Afghanistan in the middle of a Taliban siege. Oh, wow. (laughs) Come on, give me something here. I mean, I just, hearing it again is just like making me so furious. I really hope it's fake. I mean, with that, I'm just thinking about all of the scenarios. I'm like, one, I hope it's fake. Two, if it's not fake... I have zero sympathy for this guy. Why? 
Who's this douchebag? But he's, you know, she's he, a mad lad. He, he's he's another. He's a person. Yeah, he's a person. Doesn't he deserve to live and you know no. succeed? No, because it, there are some people that are just disrespectful to others and to life. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> he deserve uh, the fruits of his sigma grind set? No. I think he does. I think he's my enemy. <laughs> Remy tweets. Imagine actually still typing this out, a thread while hiding from the Taliban. Screenshot, 4chan, uh, Miles. Saw the Taliban enter the airport. They saw me, but kind of didn't care. I'm going back to the safe house now. Plan is to wait to see if flights resume. And this was today, Sunday, How like would he 15 minutes after it? the other one. Monitoring what? Like, if the flights are going to be going. because uh, He's if, got his phone. He's posting on 4chan on his phone. If getting evacuated, it's not like a, oh, well, you'll be getting evacuated in about three hours. Pack your bags. I'm sure they make fucking posts somewhere online for people who are uh, overseas. Probably, I don't know, BBC has something saying like, yo... Uh, BBC you need, does prepare well. So. If, if you need to get out, here's the information you need to know. I mean, it's a it's a national uh, television broadcasting company. Yeah, the British Broadcasting Corporation. I'm gonna take a sip of water. Remy tweets once more. Reality is stranger than fiction. The man is now in a safe house and may live stream soon. What? So here's a screen cap of Miles uh, posting onto Twitter again. There's a picture of him wearing a headscarf, giving a thumbs up, uh, and he tweets, In temporary housing, still better than my uni accommodation, haha, will live stream soon, but I just need to get into Western clothes and drink some water. It's all good in the hood. Hey. <laughs> So this dingbat is in modern day Saigon. It's fucking chaos right now. And he's just there traipsing around like, you know, just, you know, here. Food's fucking cheap. Like, this is a great fucking destination. Like, people are too weak and scared to really go touring. Like, he's already been seeing bodies, supposedly. He's supposedly been seeing people die in car wrecks. Yeah. (laughs) Just the disconnect. Okay, and then Remy tweets, Lord Miles went live for a bit, said this, uh, then the live stream cut off, he deleted the post, and then posted his Twitch link, shit is wild. And then here, it's, I'm not even going to play it, it's a 57 second video of him mostly just sort of like panting, looking at the camera, um, you know, like rubbing his head, looking like, wow, what a crazy time drinking water. And that doesn't really say anything Yeah, at all. He looks military there. Yeah, he's definitely not military though. Um, and then the next tweet from Remy is, come talk to the Lord himself. He was streaming on Twitch earlier this morning before, before I woke up. Um, Remy again on the stream. He said he wanted to go to Syria and called the embassy to ask if he could meet Assad, but they said no. Next tweet, Bane post if caught. I'm not fucking sure what that is, but it's a screenshot of this guy Miles streaming on Twitch from his supposed safe house. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Um, next tweet from Remy. Stream died. Last words were quote. It smells, end quote. Got the whole lot recorded, but we'll have to edit into an actual video at some point because bots keep spamming big black dicks in the chat. <laughs> Next tweet. Stream is still going on. Keeps cutting in and out and needs refreshing if it doesn't return. Lord Miles has some good stories. Utterly mental lad. And then the final tweet from Remy down under. Stream is complete. He's going to bed. Heard some helos? H-E-L-O? Helicopters. Oh, helos going on over, and one of my mates has done his best to map his location using the flight radar. Hell of a time and hell of a story. I honestly can't believe it's fake given all the evidence. Is it fake or not? 
Here's the thing. Okay, I really hope it is because otherwise that person is just such a shithead. And this is prob it is 4chan. This is probably the next like cinnamon toast shrimp. This person says, so this is the body John McAfee transferred his consciousness into. That is so fucking bon point. That is such a McAfee move. McAfee is someone who you could believe doing it. Yeah. This random Lord Miles or whatever, who fucking knows if he actually did this shit? Was he, did he just randomly plan this shit out all of a sudden? Did he go to Afghanistan a couple years ago, come back, and then be like, oh, I took these pictures, never posted them? Probably. Yeah. Probably. But if it were my man, my American hero, John McAfee, he would be there right fucking now. Mm-hmm. He would fucking be there. No one, there would not be a single doubt, in my mind at least, that it was false. Because that's something he really would have done. Because that, he was a true Sigma male. John McAfee. More, more like God McAfee. Oh, jeez. He was a God among men. A man among boys. John McAfee. Yeah, he's probably getting pooped <clears throat> on in heaven. Uh, probably. He loves getting pooped on. Well, let's see. How much, how much time are we at now? It's about 30 minutes. I think we've hit... Probably a little bit over an hour now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, that's the story I wanted to share. <laughs> <laughs> you should give an update if we find out the truth or not. Yeah, if I find out, I, I'll give an update. Probably just on my socials. Well, yeah. Again, the handle's at James J. Asher. Um, that's the story. Honestly, I put in so much fucking work on episode 100. Um, I'm kind of worn out. Um, Because even till like midnight, I had no idea what I was going to do this episode about. Uh, So here it is. It came to you like a fever dream. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it was decent. The energy was there earlier when I first found the story. But that's it. That's that's the show. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If if you're a fan of Jurassic Park, I'm going to be talking about that in the bonus episode. Again, you can access bonus episodes at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And if you're new, thanks for watching the show. And if you, again, have ideas, something you want me to cover or talk about, uh, shoot me an email at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. I love you all, and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.